What is going on? It is Adam. Welcome back to Bringing It Backwards, a podcast where both legendary and rising artists tell their own personal stories of how they achieve stardom. On this episode, we had the chance to hang out with Adam of the band Lettuce over Zoom video. Adam was raised in New York and talks about how he got into music, comes from a very musical family. Both of his parents and brother are all musicians, so he started at a very early age, started playing drums around three, played with bands from five on. He talked about going to summer camp at Berkeley School of Music when he was 16 years old, and that's where he met the other members of Lettuce. When they came back at 18 to attend college, they picked right back up, reformed the band, and started to play around the Boston area. Adam talks about how they're able to organically build their fan base, putting out their first album, and how they are able to achieve all that they've done all independently. Adam talks about the band being nominated for a Grammy Award, how the pandemic affected their new album, Unify. He talked about the Huloween festival that's coming up in Florida in October that they're playing. They've done it every year for the past 10 years, even prior to it being called Huloween Festival. They did a bunch of shows at this park prior. And he even hints about a new album that they have pretty much done. Hasn't been mixed or mastered or even had all the finishing touches put on it, but they've got a new album that's completely written. So we hear about that as well. You can watch our interview with Adam on our Facebook page and YouTube channel at Bringing It Backwards. It'd be amazing if you subscribe to our channel. Like us on Facebook, follow us on Instagram, Twitter, and TikTok at Bringing Back Pod. And if you're listening to this on Spotify, Apple Music, Google Podcasts, it'd be incredible if you follow us there as well and hook us up with a five-star review. We'd appreciate your support if you follow and subscribe to our podcast wherever you listen to podcasts. We're Bringing It Backwards with Lettuce. Hey, what's up, Adam? How are you? Good. Sorry about that. All good. All good. I appreciate you doing this. Thank you so much. Right on, brother. Appreciate being here. Awesome. I'm Adam as well. (laughs) And this is about you, uh, your journey in music. And uh, we'll talk about uh, you guys are doing a festival coming up in in October as well. That is correct. Awesome. Um, I always start off with born and raised. Where were you born and raised? Um, I was born in Boston. I was raised in Nyack, New York. Okay. How long were you in Boston for before you moved to New York? Uh, I lived there until I was two. Oh, and okay. <laughs> raised in New York, yeah. Right. And then I went, I went back to Boston for college, and that's where I met the lettuce guys. Yeah, that's what I was reading. That's awesome. Um, cool. So, uh, New York, what was it like growing up in New York? Um, just a, a tons of different cultures and, and people of all kinds. And it really, uh, you know, was a beautiful experience musically and culturally. Sure, sure. I, what about how did you get into music? Do you come from a musical household? Uh, my parents are both musicians. My uh, great uncle is a musician. Like, just like it's the family business. Oh wow! Okay, that's cool. So your parents who are both musicians. Do they are they drummers or like how how did you get into drumming? Um, yeah, my parents are both drummers and they're both songwriters and and multi instrumentalists and uh, they really uh, just set it up for me and made it really easy to live this life. That's amazing. And how old were you when you started drums? And was, was that your three, first, first instrument? About two, three years old. I, I got on a kid around three years old, yeah. Wow. Okay. So growing up, were you, um, when you were in school and stuff, were you in the band and, and all of that? Um, I, you know, I was just playing with all, yeah, I was, my mom's also a music teacher, so she was 
basically collecting bands and talented people in the whole county and putting me in band situations from the time I was like eight years old, nine years old, and been performing for all the elementary schools in the in the whole county since I was five. And um, yeah, it's just been my life since I was, I was a baby. That's amazing. And then uh, you went to Berkeley and um, was that somewhere you wanted to go? Like you knew you wanted to go as a kid or it just happened to fall that well, way? My parents uh, went to Berkeley and I, I, I was pushing them to go to art school, but they really pushed me to go to this little summer program when I was 16 at Berkeley, which is uh, where, I, where I met the core uh, Lettuce members. Oh, wow. So that was at the summer. I've, heard, I've interviewed other artists that it's kind of started out um, doing the summer program and then eventually went to the school. Yeah. Yeah. The summer program was big for me. It was, I was in 92. And, and uh, that that's when I um, met Eric Krasno and Eric Coombs and uh, Ryan Zoidis, Adam Smirnoff from Lettuce. Wow. Yeah. yeah. I, I've actually had Eric Krasno on my show before. He's a really cool dude. Oh, that's, that's my brother. Yeah. He's a great. Yeah. Actually, he was talking a lot about you guys when I talked to him. Yeah. Um, that's amazing. So you guys all met there, um, and then ended up all going obviously to Berkeley. So when you at during the summer camp, would you guys were you guys jamming together? Like, how did that camp work? Yeah, it was just like instant bond. You know, all of our first time away from home, and we realized we all liked the same kind of music. We realized we wanted to start a band, so we decided to all come back to Berkeley at eighteen. And then you all reconvened when you got back there. Well, a couple of years later, did you stay in contact between then? Yeah, we totally did. We were all you know, bonded for life from the summer program. You know, we just ran around and went to raves and did all kinds of crazy stuff. And, and, uh, you did a lot of jamming and then we got back to school at 18 and started the band. That's amazing. And so the band starts and you, what you start off playing right around Berkeley area. Yep. Uh, Krasno knew how to book gigs. Um, we, we all knew how to play our instruments, but Kras knew how to play instruments and, and find places to play in front of people. Okay. <laughs> and once you started kind of building a, a fan base around the college area, like what was the first kind of move that took you out of that? Or were you booking tours or booking gigs outside of, uh, of Boston early, early on, like when you guys were still in school? Um, yeah, we, we, yeah, we did a bunch of Boston colleges and stuff like that and house parties and dorm parties and all that stuff. And, and then eventually it turned into venues. Okay. And from there, like, what would you, was there like a moment that you got, they can remember that kind of like changed the, it for you all, or was it like a kind of a process of just playing and playing and playing or. What's your question again? Like, did you, was there like, like what was kind of like a milestone that you can remember, like kind of a turning point for the band? Um, I mean, all, all those early gigs in, in 94, 95, 96 were, were, uh, the building blocks of, of the band and, um, you know, uh, there's too many, but, you know, I remember a couple, um, like dorm parties that we, uh, just tore the roof off, you know, and <laughs> we were the only band playing hardcore funk music. And, and, and that, and that's, you know, during that time, you know, funk wasn't really a popular, uh, thing for young people at that right. time. It was, you know, everyone was doing like prog rock or fish or something like that. And, and we just uh, really graduate, you know, gradually just kept playing and kept kept our kept our style of music that we loved. 
It was that something that you like were always kind of raised on. Was that what you enjoyed playing? I mean, because it is like, yeah, you'd think around the early mid 90s was like a lot of the grunge and the prog rock, like all those style of bands. Not yeah. really the the I mean, funk was around, but it wasn't for when you think of like college kids. I don't think of the that's really that style very much. Yeah, maybe we, I'm ignorant to it. Yeah, we uh, we were diehard funk heads. Um, we were all raised on that music. Tower of Power, Earth, Wind and Fire, Stevie Wonder. And uh, yeah, we just wanted to play that music, and we uh, just forged ahead and kept kept it going. We didn't care if you know if it wasn't popular, or, you know, it wasn't the cool thing to do. Or we just kept kept doing it. Mm-hmm. And you just kept getting bigger and bigger, and touring and touring and touring. And then, like, I was like, when you put out your first record, I mean, and getting like a, a deal, like a record deal. What was that like? Well, that must have been big for you all as well. I mean, it wasn't really a record. It was uh, Krasno's brother had a, had a little mom and pop oh, label <laughs> i didn't realize that yeah his older brother um jeff he he had a little little label and uh just uh, agreed to, we, we already had recorded the record without his input at all we we just did it on our own i had a friend that that had access to a recording studio in new york and i called the guys over and we started recording and then uh he uh jeff knew how to put it out and get it out as an official record Okay. And you, and from there, you kind of, uh, aside from him, you put out records under your own label as well, right? I mean, like, it's kind of always been this more independent thing. Yeah. I mean, after that, um, yeah, I think after that, that record, we, we started doing just being independent and just releasing records on our own. Yeah. That's, I mean, to, to, to achieve what you guys have done without a, a major backing, a major label, especially back then. I mean, that's what, I remember like people would be like, okay, get signed to a major label and then do this and the other thing, but to, to really forge your career all just off of, you know, being an independent artist, that's pretty huge. I appreciate that, man. We, we just, uh, yeah, we never had any label interests or any, any of that stuff. And we also didn't want anyone's fingers in our, in our goals and music. And so, uh, yeah, we just continued to do it our, ourselves. And luckily, uh, you know, we got, great um, booking agents and managers and kept us on the road to, to continue, you know, touring so we could pay for our own records. So we pay for our records out of our tours. So basically wow. the fan, the ticket sales pay for the records. That's amazing. And I'm sure did, did people, I mean, once you were doing this independently and, and really making a name for yourself was, did labels come out of the woodwork and we're like, Oh, Hey, but like, what do you guys got going on here? I mean, uh, we've gotten some, some, you know, hit up a little bit, but uh, nobody really ever saw us as a, you know, a moneymaker, you know, as far as uh, what we were doing. So we just, uh, you know, we believe in ourselves and, and we didn't look for outside, um, you know, help at all. We just kind of knew that we had to continue doing this and, and yeah, we just uh, continued, continued with the, with the mission. Yeah, no, that's amazing. Like, as because you'll see as nowadays with like internet and, and TikTok and these things, like one person will put something out and then every, like a label will try to like jump on it or be like, oh, I want to, you know, this is working. I want to get involved where it's like you guys had it going. And it was like, at that point, you, you've already achieved, you know, like what else would, I guess like, yeah, you're, you wouldn't want other people to get involved if you're already doing it yourselves. Right. I mean, why? Yeah. It just didn't make sense unless, you know, somebody came with like a, you know, a really amazing opportunity or something like that. But, you know, 
it made more sense for us to just keep it grassroots and, and uh, you know, just make the music we want to make and the music that our fans love. Yeah. And I mean, and to get like Grammy nominations and like all these big things as an independent artist, I mean, that's really unheard of. And um, we're, we're very thankful that we've, we've uh, forged this path and, and gotten to this point. Yeah. And to continue to do it. I mean, with those same kind of group of people, right. From the early nineties, I mean, 92. Most, you know, the core four and lettuce that, that are still in there, me and Ryan and, and, uh, means and, uh, Jesus, we, uh, we've been playing since we're 16 years old and, um, yeah, we, we, we all run the business together and it's a total democracy and, and yeah, it's just, uh, we're lucky to be here. Yeah. It's just something that like, when you think of bands, at least when I was younger and, and growing up, like in, I grew up in San Diego and there'd be people in bands and then they would leave bands and then split off. And then kind of the people that really wanted to do it as a living and, and really wanted to put the time and blood, sweat and tears into it. It almost dwindled down into like a handful of people. Then those, they would keep going and to have a band of people that, and your buddies that you've been playing with since you're 16 years old and all kind of have the same mindset and the same desire and the same goals to move forward. I mean that, yeah, that's really, really a rare thing to see. Yeah. We're, we're, um, we're pretty fortunate to, you know, that we all have the same goals as far as, you know, living this life and, you know, being on the road and being in the vans and then eventually getting to the tour buses and, and uh, playing these giant festivals. And we just, uh, just believed in it from the beginning and, and we're just fortunate to be here. If you're an independent artist, you may know the struggle of, you got these great songs. How do I get them in front of record labels, radio DJs, get them on Spotify playlists? How does this happen? Well, friends, this is Adam from Bringing It Backwards. And I'm going to tell you about this amazing website called Drop Track. Drop Track will get you a free press release for your music with the new AI-powered PR agent from Drop Track. Drop Track has helped thousands of independent musicians actually get their music heard by connecting them with record labels, radio DJs, Spotify playlist curators, and now Drop Track is leveraging the power of AI to help you promote your music. It's super simple. All you have to do is upload your song and then DropTrack will write a professional, personalized press release that describes your music all in just seconds. Then DropTrack helps you share it with the world. You might ask yourself, Adam, why do I need a press release for my music? Well, you need a press release because you need to be able to describe your music in words. You can send the press release to record labels or radio programmers, media outlets, And these industry folk and your fans will actually be able to read about your music before they even press play on the song. This will also get them interested in your music so they want to listen to it. A really good friend of mine has been an independent musician for a number of years, written so many great songs. But he's like, why do I need a press release? So I explained to him the importance of the press release, being able to describe the music. People know what they're getting into before they even press play. He drops his song into drop track. It writes this beautiful press release. Then all he has to do is just send it out. Super simple. What are you waiting for? Get a press release for your own song. Try it now for free at www.droptrack.com. That's droptrack.com. That's D-R-O-P-T-R-A-C-K, droptrack, droptrack.com. 
Check it out today. You know, COVID happening and then were you guys doing your records a certain way? And then when that happened, did you have to kind of switch up the the way you made the records? Like what did the recording process look like or the writing process look like on those? Um, it was pretty similar. It was pretty similar to how we do most of the records. Um, we, uh, we all create demos on our own and, and send them around. And like, I I might do a a beat with a bass line and some chords and a guitar part, and I'll send it to the horn players and they'll, they'll add some horns to it. And then that's a song or, you know, the guitar player will come up with a groove and, and I'll add some drums and some bass. So, you know, so we all just send stuff around, you know, cause we all like to write on our own and, and create, um, you know, songs from scratch on our own and then bring it to the band and see how they like it, you know, so, and, and get feedback from everybody. And someone might say, Hey, I, I like that, that horn line, but could you make it a little bit, a little bit dirtier and, you know, that kind of stuff. And, and then we we get all these demos together where they sound really pretty decent. They're not album ready, but they're they're pretty good and they're fun to listen to. And then we bring those demos to the studio, like we did during the pandemic. And when we made, um, I, th- I think we made Unify during the pandemic. And um, yeah, and we get in there, we just cut them, cut cut the demos, you know. And we're we're all we all love being in the studio. We're all super comfortable with each other, and uh, we we self produce it, we self mix it, and and. Um, it's just uh it's just a formula that's worked for us. Yeah, so it it's always kind of been that way. You go, would record your own parts on your own and kind of send it or show each other. It wasn't as like a I we're all going to be in this room and I got this drum line or I got this drum thing or my bass line and then everyone kind of builds off of it. It's more like someone starts, hands it over and then you kind of add your pieces. Is that what you're yeah, saying? I'm I mean, sorry. there's all types of ways it goes down. Sometimes we'll be at sound check at a gig and, and we'll come up with something like that song, you know, and uh, that happens. Or, or we're like it's late four in the morning and we finish the show or we're traveling to somewhere and I'll be on my computer and just messing with an idea. And the guys will come in and go, what's that? You know, or like the next morning I'll play for everybody. And those are, that's, that's a song we support, you know, so we just, there's all different kinds of formulas for it, but mainly um it's when we get hit with inspiration that that's when the songs are born wow that's interesting yeah um and it's a cool that you've been doing it a similar way and that didn't really change with you know obviously the world and pandemic yeah, it actually was stuff. i actually had more time because i wasn't on the road and i wasn't being distracted by any, anything else any shows or anything so um i think you know with unify it, it was a it really gave us time to write and, and, you know, fortify our ideas and, and get, get them to a, another level without having to uh, jump on a plane or do anything crazy like that. <laughs> yeah. Cause you guys are been playing. I mean, you play so many shows and you've been putting on music for so long. Uh, that must've been quite a, you know, you got to really adapt to now. Okay. Now I have more time at home or, or, you know, kind of living a different lifestyle, I bet to a certain dis- degree. Mm-hmm. Um, totally. was that hard to be like uh creative at that time or was it barely you know that's... for me uh, I, I it was like the kind of break that i would probably would have only got if i was 80 years old you know <laughs> so it was great to be you know in a great space i had a great house that i was living in and I had a full home studio we all have home studios and and uh it was actually 
I had a great pandemic. We all had great pandemics. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. With uh, having more time, did that, did you, uh, did you guys ever get in kind of like this overproduced like whirlwind? I've talked to other artists that are like, now they had so much time, they'd listen to something like a million times and want to tweak like one little thing or, or like spend too much time on it. Or, or you do you usually like when it's done, you just, you know, it's done and that's it. Yeah, we don't nitpick. We're all about the meat and potatoes, you know, like um, the details come in the studio when you get in there and, and you know, fine tune everything. But as far as the creative process and, you know, writing the songs, um, we just basically bake that cake and, and then go in the studio and apply the icing. Okay, I love that. That's a great way to put it. Um, and obviously you guys have a, a ton of shows. You're always on the road and... Um, We'll talk about the uh, Huluween, which you have coming up in Florida, which will be uh, like a Halloween towards the end of uh, October. Like, tell me about like, are you guys, they've done this for a handful of years, right? I've been 10 years or something. Yeah. And before it was Huluween, we used to play at that park um, for Bear Creek Festival, which was like a smaller of like funk based festival. Um, Our friend Paul Levine is a good friend and he, he, uh, he books that park and he's been th- throwing all kinds of festivals there that we played. So eventually he partnered with uh, uh, another promoter friend of ours from Chicago Berg and, and they created Halloween about 10 years ago. So this is uh we really enjoyed playing this park and we're very fortunate to be um, on this giant lineup. Yeah. There's some, some massive acts on there. Um, and, well, not that you guys aren't you're a part of the, 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 the large uh, bands that are, that are on this. And have you guys done Huluween before? Or, I mean, you yeah, said you we, did we, the other we've thing. We've done it every year. We've oh, done you've done it every year. Every year, yeah. Wow. And do you have anything like, do you, as far as like the Halloween aspect of it, do you guys dress up or and is it like kind of like that type of party or is it just, they just um, around that time period? I mean, there, there's been a few times we've done, worn, worn some masks or done some stuff like that. But uh, for the most part, we just go out there and, you know, try to play our best because, that crowd is, is the ultimate and they support us. And, and, uh, you know, we try to give them a taste of the funk and also some psychedelia and also some like electro vibes too. Like, you know, I used to play with pretty lights and he's going to be back this year and, and it's going to be a a really great vibe having him back with hit with his band. And, um, so yeah, we're playing Friday, pretty lights is Saturday and hopefully a little collab will happen at some point. That's amazing. That's a, that's a, that's amazing. And you play with a bunch of artists, don't you? Or you work with a bunch of artists on different projects. On which project? Uh, are you, I said you, and just in general, you, you, you work uh, with other, with a bunch of different artists, correct? Absolutely. Yeah. I'm definitely, um, I got a lot of music, musical friends and that, that, uh, you know, I would definitely, that I love creating with. So, um, yeah, I just love, you know, and I bring all that inspiration back to lettuce. Sure. Wow. And um, I'm just curious, like, so, um, yeah, do you have the, that, the, the festival coming up and um, you just put a new song out too, I believe, right? Uh, this year, didn't you? The songs didn't you? <laughs> I'm saying didn't you? <laughs> uh, well, we, we just, we just uh, recorded a new album and uh, we're pretty stoked about that. Uh, it just got cut like two weeks ago or three weeks ago, something like that. Maybe, maybe longer. What is it, June? Uh, yeah, it's about to be June. Uh, yeah, and, and around the end of April, we, we cut the record. So 
Oh wow! Um, so you have a whole new uh, a new album coming out. Whole new album that it's like our best work yet, and we're really excited for everyone to hear it. And uh, we don't we haven't named it yet or named the songs or mixed the songs yet, but uh, we're we're very stoked on on, on that stuff. Oh wow! Yeah. So I mean, you guys just put a record out last year. I mean, Unified just came out last year. So you, the amount of work you guys do and the the amount of songs you're able to crank out is that's really I mean. It's so impressive. Like, when did you start putting this album together? Like, kind of right um, away? It, it was the same thing. Like, uh, you know, we write, I write in bulk. And I, I, on my computer, there's folders that say just, you know, new lettuce, le- lettuce ideas, lettuce demos. And I got about 50 to 70 ideas that, that would work. And I just keep sending them to the guys. And if they, if they say that, you know, they want to get on it, they want to, you know, they want to take it to the next level, then, then we'll cut it. So, it's kind of like a, you know, just like a river flowing of ideas that, and we don't have, you know, we don't really understand what writer's block is. Thankfully. <laughs> That's good. Yeah. Yeah. It doesn't look like it. I mean, for, to be doing this for so many years and to put out so many songs. Um, that's amazing, man. Well, yeah, we're, trying um, to do a, we're trying to definitely do a record a year from now on, you know, that that's the goal and not, you know, we had some, some periods where we waited a few years to do it. And that was, mainly because we didn't get in the studio and didn't, you know, have the organization to get in the studio. You know, the main thing is that we go in and then about two weeks before we decide on the songs we're going to do and, and, and we go in and knock it out. And then we go on tour and we have all these new songs to play and, and it makes touring exciting. So we're not having to play like the old songs or anything like that. Or, or if we play the old songs because we want to, it's not because we don't have new songs to play. So sure, it's, sure. It's, you know, it, it, it kind of get- makes touring more fun. Yeah, it must get uh, difficult, too, to pull from, I mean, the amount of albums you guys have. You're like, okay, let's do this, that. I mean, do you, is it when you build a set list, is that something that you have to kind of like really sift through? Or are there some like go-to definitely songs and then mix in others that you maybe put out 10 years ago yeah, or whatever? It's really about like tempos to me, like, you know, and uh, vibes and how to bring in um, Nigel's amazing vocals at mm-hmm. certain points in the set. Um, we sort of have a format with like, you know, come, come out with something like medium funky tempo, get everybody grooving. And then the second song, we shoot up to some like faster funk and get everybody's heart rate going. And then the third song might be some more like kind of dirty hip hop kind of like, you know, 808 kind of stuff and, you know, big bass heavy thing. And then, and then we'll have a vocal tune. So we have tons of songs that could fit in those categories. So it's more like we know what works for the crowd and, and how to get their, their hearts beating and, and get them dancing. Love it, man. Well, um, I, I can't wait to hear the, the new record. I love, I mean, everything else you guys have put out is amazing. And, and I like that new song, didn't you as well. And uh, I, I just appreciate your time today. Thank you so much for doing this, Adam. Thank you, man. I really appreciate it, man. I'm sorry. I was, I was uh, late. I, I just played summer camp with break science, uh, uh yesterday and it was an entire travel day and oh and, my god yeah no dude please don't apologize i appreciate yeah, it, was, you. it was a rough it was a rough travel day yesterday but uh <laughs> you know back back at it today you know i that, love that it day. man i have one more quick question though before i let you go i want to know if you have uh any advice for aspiring artists um well that's a loaded question but yeah i would I'm say sorry. you know I, I would say you know stick with it and do your own, you know, do your own things. And if you all have to pull your money together to go in the recording studio to record something, do it. Like, don't wait for someone to offer you a record deal 
or, you know, like go in the studio and make a great record and get distribution through distro kid and put it on Spotify and make content for all the songs and, 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 you know, get your friends to the shows and eventually everything will happen if, if the music is good, you know, and, and make sure you, you, you have everyone in the band is, is, is into it and, and ready to be a part of, of a traveling band, you know, and, and study other bands, study how they do it and find out who's their managers and agents and, you know, and, and do it yourself to do it yourself thing, you know, and not every band gets uh, signed to uh, Epic records, you know, <laughs> So it doesn't mean that if you don't get that big record deal, you can't, you know, a lot of bands that are signed don't play the venues or festivals that we play and, um, or have the crowds that, you know, we're hundred percent organic. Everything is word of mouth. Uh, people talk to each other and say, we're going to see this band lettuce, you know, and that's how it started with us. And so, uh, yeah, it's, it's a whole nother way to, to go about this music industry. 